You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional. Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Is a rainbow scarier than a gun? Why do they say pride merchandise we should shun? RuPaul's not forcing glitter on anyone. If you don't like tutus, you don't have to wear one. Why is a drag queen scarier than a gun? Guns slaughter thousands, but men in a dress, not one. Gun violence is a problem about which something should be done. But the schmoes think rainbow shirts are what should scare one. As store after store shows gay couples in an ad, conservatives get mad, it makes them awful sad. But day after day, there's at least one more mass shooting. And by my computing, not a single kid was killed by a rainbow. Why is a poem scarier than a rifle? A moving ode to justice, right-wingers want to stifle. With anything progressive, bigots will try to trifle. Cause a thought for other people, they can't spare one. Why is a pronoun scarier than a pedophile pastor? Or a geezer with a child bride or a grooming gross headmaster? Cases of these jerks are coming out even faster. As yet another hypocrite gets caught. It's time once again for a silly culture war And we know what's in store Cause we've seen this crap before They rant and whine and say They'll give woke companies no breaks But they call us the snowflakes They're the ones who are so easily triggered Go woke, go broke The homophobes like to say But nearly every store puts rainbows in their display Diversity is in now even a Chick-fil-A Soon there won't be any brands left They don't boycott And there won't be any beer cans left They haven't shot Meanwhile none of them are willing to give a single thought To why a pronoun or a drag queen Or a poem or book or a rainbow Or basic human decency Is scarier than a gun Oh yeah Don't stop the video just yet Okay, okay, okay Very okay. quick reminder That these videos don't produce themselves But you can help me by joining my Patreon Over for as little as $2 a month You can help me continue to make videos That help you laugh the news And would otherwise make you cry Thanks Lauren Mayer, everybody, uh, getting us started on this Friday The 2nd of June We are now into Pride Month And let me say this loud and clear I'm in Florida We say gay we say bi, we say trans, we say, uh, we say um, uh, non-gender conforming. We say to the bigots and the haters, fuck off, get a life, you know, go deal with somebody who gives a shit what you think. I got to tell you, things here in Florida are so ridiculous. Um, about a month or so ago, or not even, I told you the story of a, uh, of a teacher down here 
actually further north in Florida. I'm in South Florida. The, fur- the, the weird thing is the further north you go into Florida, the further into the deep south of the U.S. you go uh, into the land of bigotry and um, hate and and just horrible, sorry excuses for human beings. And um, so there's this Hernando County, which is up like the Panhead, sort of East Alabama, if you get my drift. Um, and a school board member complained that a fifth grade class showed a Disney movie that out of the two hours of the Disney movie featured a gay character for like two minutes. And for that reason, this school board member demanded that the teacher be pulled from the classroom. I think demanded that she be fired. Um, The teacher, by the way, had already submitted her resignation effective the end of the school year because she said, I don't want to teach in this in this uh, situation anymore because this state has gotten just so out of hand. So I want to share with you just a couple of they had this school board meeting last night. I want to show you again. This is this is Florida. This is the state I can't wait to leave. So here's one of the speakers um, uh, who. Uh, I I say thank you to this young man. And before I begin, I'd like to ask every board member to please give me their full attention as I have not seen that. Whoa! Uh Uh-huh. And you know if that is addressed to you. Good evening. (laughs) It is addressed to My name is Robert Corden. I am a junior, soon-to-be senior. Calm down. Calm down? I'm a junior, soon-to-be senior at Nature Coast Technical High School, and I love my school. My school means a lot to me. This county means a lot to me. Over the years of my education here in Hernando County, I have seen a lot of change. Students have changed. School procedures have changed. And what it means to be a student has changed. Members like Member Rodriguez and Member Johnson see an issue of teacherless classrooms and instead focus their energy on the LGBTQ community and other problems like getting Superintendent Stratton removed. This is why teachers are leaving the profession. Yes, it is. Because members like Member Rodriguez and Member Johnson don't listen to the people that they serve. When taking this position, you accepted the responsibility to represent every single student fairly and justly. I do not feel you have done that. <laughs> Instead of representing me and other LGBTQ plus students, because yes, we exist. Yep. You they instead, exist. You instead have alienated. I made us feel as if our entire existence is an issue to you. My existence should not be an issue to you. No. But come next election season, my vote will be. Ah, yes. Come next election se- season, his vote will be an issue. Just to give you an, an example of... <laughs> of how sad uh, the state of Florida is. Uh, here was another speaker at that, uh, at that meeting. Hold on, I, I, need to, I need to change the shot just ever so slightly so you could see this, this wonderful, <laughs> she says facetiously, uh, parent who, who spoke up. I, I'm guessing it's a parent. Why else would this person be there? Tonight, and I'm appalled. Oh, I think he's over by here. By how many... Gay people are here. <gasps> How many gay people are there? Did you say gay? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say gay? This is not what happened when I went to school. <laughs> Teachers didn't teach gayism, lesbianism, and whatever ism it is this week. Whatever ism it is this week? Oh, my God. All right, one more. One more. 167 years ago, Preston Brooks, a pro-slavery member of the U.S. House of Representatives, notoriously caned Senator Charles Sumner, an abolitionist nearly to death in an attack labeled symbolic of the breakdown of reasoned discourse that led to the Civil War. At the establishment of Brooksville that same year, the town chose to honor the aforementioned Preston Brooks with the city's name. Those events held position in our community's greatest shame, 
until just a few weeks ago when the actions of some components of this school board brought national attention, ridicule, and renewed disgrace to our community. That would be Ms. Rodriguez. The accusation that a PG Disney movie, the part of which was about a science lesson, mm. is somehow stripping children of their innocence, we all know is bogus. And there go the waving hands. children innocence is the goal. I suggest the... This board removed the Bible from the board's Hello. materials list no because shit. it's loaded with stories of cruelty and violence, rape, murder, vengeance and wrath, castration, genocide, slaughter, human mm-hmm. sacrifice, dismemberment, sexual violence, enslavement, crucifixion and drowning. Hello. Yeah. Good reasons all to remove the Bible from the schools. Because if you want to talk about offensive reading material, that would be it. Instead, our governor is banning books, books about the civil rights movement. Yeah, you know, like that. And then this this news uh, item crossed my desk yesterday. U.S. Air Force official. Oh, that's the wrong one. Sorry, reading the wrong one. Ah, No, and I'm looking at the wrong article. Um, Basically, the U.S. Air Force, I bet I have it on this computer, um, freaked out because, here it is, Pentagon leaders canceled drag show at a Nevada Air Force base because men in dresses, oh my God! I don't understand the problem. I just don't get it. So I thought before we get on with things, and yes, there was news that the the Senate last late last night passed the debt ceiling vote. There will not be a default. Uh, So things go on as usual. Lucky us. Great. Now we get to celebrate. Um, So as as the Air Force is banning drag shows because, oh my God, the children. Oh, wait a minute. There's no children in the Air Force. Uh, Because I don't know. Because General Milley is offended? Really? Wait, let me me read the quote. Because uh, Defense Department leaders have stepped in to stop a drag show scheduled for, well, scheduled for yesterday at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. The show, which was in celebration of Pride Month, was approved by Air Force leaders, but Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, told the Air Force it is not Pentagon policy to fund drag shows on bases and the show should be canceled or moved off the base. Well, it wasn't funded by the military. And actually, it was privately funded. And once they found out, they said, I don't care, cancel it. Drag queen story hours is not something that the department funds or I'd like to take a look at these because I don't dis- I don't agree with them. So they canceled it. I'm going to play a little song for you. Um, before we get into our guest and another song that's a good. Well, let me just share this. And these are friends of the show. Uh, the Kinsey Six were on with me. Oh, um. Yeah, no, maybe a month or two ago, um, as as this war on drag shows, I don't know what world we're living in anymore. This war on drag shows um, uh, took over our country. So uh, this goes out to all the haters, all the bigots, all the people too small to just understand that everyone has the right to live their own life and be who they are. And if they don't hurt you, mind your own fucking business. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You've come to stalk us once again. A brutal vision some have been reaping From seeds they grew while we were sleeping And division is exploited from our pain So rulers gain Which we compound with silence And in my naked fright I saw 
that we have seen this all before. Leaders lashing out without leading, rulers raging without questioning, people singing songs in the rooms they cannot share for those not there, but underground in silence. But these rulers all will know if we rise up they must go. So they might fool you Inhale their hate so they can rule you Our backs were stabbed by rulers who saw the light And thought they might Make bucks and pounds from silence But in full churches they still pray Need stock markets performing, but we all pay the price for their profits as written on cemetery walls and wailing and wailing in the sounds of sirens. Kinsey Six, The Sounds of Sirens. They are so good, and they make such an important point. I play that, and I'm looking in the chat room, and you guys are going, that doesn't sound like something a Biden cabinet member would say. Um, I will post the article for you on the blog today where I I post uh, the show, because sadly it is, and they canceled it. And yes, it was still not going to cost the military anything, and it had nothing to do with money. It had to do with bigotry. So here we are, the year is 2023, and I can't believe, I can believe, sadly I can believe, people are so full of hate that they just won't live and let live. So I get an email the other night, and yes, I read every email I get. I don't respond to every email I get, but I do read every email I get. And I got one from somebody who lives in London. And uh, this person is named Scaly. And Scaly sent me a song that they had produced, a, a composer, a songwriter, a singer, performer, and um, a video maker. And after listening to the song, I thought, well, I need to invite Scaly on the show. because, And I'm going to play it for you in a minute, but, but I, I, I want to talk uh, first. So let me welcome... Uh, Scaly to the show. Hi, Scaly. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. And uh, thanks for bearing with my little outrage at the beginning. I, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know how we got there. And the thing is, you're, you live in London, right? So the, yeah. the problems we're having here in the U.S. are not unique to us in the U.S. D- tell us what's hap- happening over there. Um, so it's been a few years of people trying to call out the government on banning conversion therapy. Um, And it's just, it feels like it's just been continuous promises. And um, at some point it's like, it started was about banning conversion therapy for everyone. Then it's become excluding trans and non-binary people. So excluding specifically excluding gender diverse people. Um, And after that, they've changed it again, saying that they will ban it for everyone, but it's still not legislated. So it's been years of just this continuous back and forth and it's still just a second reading. It's not been actually passed ever. Um, so I've, I wanted to make a project responding to this as well as just seeing the statistics going up every year, extremely of like hate crimes reported. Uh, so, so the, the main point of this, the video that you really, it was released, I think at midnight, right? Just a few hours ago, yes, yeah. um, uh, for pride month, I'm guessing. Um, now, conversion therapy, we've had those those controversies over here as well, where, you know, and and I know in Florida it was a big thing. I'm not sure the status right now. I think it's mostly outlawed. This is where, mm-hmm. you know, a parent will take their child who uh, 
it was courageous enough to come out and say, I'm gay, I'm trans, I'm bi, whatever it is. And the parent says, oh, no, that's not natural. We're going to fix you. And they send them to some sort of camp and they do conversion Mm -hmm. therapy, which doesn't convert anybody, but it breaks a lot of people. It's a horrible Mm -hmm. thing. It's it's akin to torture. Um, And uh, so so you now tell us about you. You are a a singer, a songwriter, a composer, an artist. You you make jewelry. I'm so impressed. And you're young. You were just <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you. So, does, so tell us who Scaly is. Um, so um, Scaly. Scaly. I'm sorry, Scaly. Okay, Scaly. I should have asked. I, I um, usually do. It's okay. It's okay. Scaly. Um, honestly, more often than not, people call me Scaly. I won't make that mistake. Yeah. Again. So. Um, well, what am I? I? I'm a person who cares a lot. Um, and I believe art is powerful. And I will do whatever I can do to um, use this power, um, use the skills that I have to pass on messages that I believe in um, and hopefully positively influence in any way that I can. Great. So you, you wrote this song, you produced it, the video premiered at midnight last night, this morning. And uh, there's one part, you know, this show goes out on video, but it also goes out uh, as an audio podcast. And we're, we stream live audio on the Progressive Voices Network. And a lot of people listen, uh, might come from radio. So it's, I, I always consider the people who are listening and not watching. And in the middle of the video, mm-hmm. um, at some points, you've got some text written there. And I don't want to disturb what's going on on the screen. But I did transcribe what it says in the video so that the people who are listening and not watching can hear what you have in the video. So just bear with me a moment because uh, Scally writes in 2023, the Scottish government passed the supportive gender recognition reform bill. The UK government blocked this bill and made it. So the current process for legal gender recognition remains in 2021 the UK government proposed a bill to ban conversion therapy on people of any sexual orientation and gender identity, but soon after that decided to exclude transgender and non-binary people. In 2022, they were called by petition to discuss the ban to include transgender and non-binary people, yet they decided to exclude gender identity still. In 2023, the government introduced a bill including gender identity in the ban, but have yet to make this practice illegal. Conversion therapy is still happening in the UK as of June 2023. Between 2019 and 2023, there have been over 9,600 reported hate crimes targeting transgender individuals in England and Wales alone. So I wanted to make sure that the people who are going to hear the music, the song that I'm about to play, um, got that, that those, that text shows up on the screen during the song. Is there anything else, Mm -hmm. uh, Scally, that you would like to add um, uh, before we play Um, the video? Yeah, I think if there's anything to bear in mind um, with this project is that it's, it's about empathy. And um, it's really important for me that people get the message of just trying to understand each other. And like, I don't really see it as, you know, like I, I, this project is about, um, it's about making people feel us, getting us to be heard. But I think there's also a message that I want to send to even people within the community. And it is, let's try to understand even the other side, not because we need to empathize with their hate, but so much so that, we need to have more open conversations and get to places of resolving issues and actually progressing. And this is something that's very important to me is that um, there's going to be empathy on all sides. Um, so yeah, this is, this is what this project is about is about being heard and wanting to actually positively influence and make changes. Great. Um, all right. Do you want to introduce it? Uh, it's called redundant, so it's about um, transgender and non-binary people are not redundant. Um, we should be seen as equal. Redundant. Scally. I definitely don't feel safe. I have been 
both abuse and harassed. To someone like actually like stopping and to like scream at me and like yell death threats at me. There were times that I had to hide myself. And I was told that if I had come out while I was still at home, I would have been sent to conversion therapy. And the thought of that is just absolutely terrifying. It's always feeling like I have to be uh, defending myself or um, ready for something to happen within family. Friendships, strangers. Cold, when you've got everything, you know you miss me. When you don't need me, but you want me. Cold, when you know you love me, not just have love for me. That you'd rather ignore Redundant 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 I'm not redundant to anyone Call When you've got room for me There's glitter on your windows I no longer bleed I shine, baby Call But better call me first I'm not redundant 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 I'm not redundant to anyone Redundant How dare you Redundant Redundant I'm not redundant to anyone and all your passive aggressiveness left me alone enough times to learn that I can be just alright. Without you, I can be just fine, and I will miss you until I die. If you don't realize that I'm worth. You empowered me, but you couldn't handle it once I was powerful. <laughs> Always making me feel like I should be smaller. You had inconsistent feelings for me the entirety of the relationship. Half the times I told you that I loved you, you didn't even say it back. You made me feel like a stranger, and that's what my song was about. The song you say sounds unauthentic. That's how out of touch you are with feeling empathy towards me. How dare you? I'm not The project was rejected by multiple UK art funding foundations, so supporters funded it. Uh, to support the next project, join Scally on Patreon. Um, or uh, you have an Etsy shop as well. First of all, the song is just beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and I know you just released it, but what kind of reaction are you getting so far? Um, it's been really nice, honestly, today. I've been getting a lot, of, um, a lot of thank you messages and a lot of messages of just people who feel um, like it's just really touched them in a very deep, way and that's all that I really care about honestly like I know when a song sucks <laughs> when a project of mine is is not good if if all the messages I get are like nice song you know but I, I feel like this one resonates deeply and this is all that really I care about and and you so you were funded entirely by your supporters on Mastodon yeah yes yeah um so honestly it's been really nice um Mastodon has been a really good platform for me to just reach new people um, with the arts and um, at some point I opened an Etsy shop I didn't really think that it was it was going to be a thing I was like okay I'm just gonna try um, but people were really supportive um, and through their support um, I was able to afford you know the studio and be able to pay filmmakers who I've been working with so right it's been really helpful yeah I just want to show your Etsy shop 
Um, you, you you make these this jewelry and it's it, you call it genderless by Scally, uh, and it's it's yeah. beautiful jewelry. Um, so so people can find that. I'll, I'll link to it as well uh, from the blog where I, I'll post today's show at nicolesandler.com slash what's today's date six dash two dash twenty three, um, because uh, you know this is this is our new world. I guess we we are all. Uh, I guess part of the gig economy, we 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 make our own way, and hopefully enough people appreciate the work we're doing and and support it. That's how I work over here. Um, so congratulations! You're young. You're you're just what you're like twenty one or something. Um, I'm twenty three. Twenty three. You're younger than my my daughter just turned twenty four. So you're in the same. But and and uh, I'm so uh, look. I I'm an old lady now, and I've had to reframe my, you know, the way I look at things. Look, honestly, um, talking about, um, uh, you know, um, gender identity, that was never, when I was your age, that wasn't talked about. I know it was a thing. Mm -hmm. I know people were gay and we knew people were gay back then too, but we didn't really talk about it. And watching over the years how, um, you know, the, the LGBTQ community made the world stand up and, and recognize everybody. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people my age, even many younger than me, who just don't, won't open their minds and say, <clears throat> everybody's entitled to live their life. They're not hurting me. They're not hurting you. What is your problem with letting people enjoy and discover who they are and be there? As I've learned from a, a number of trans friends, I have their true authentic self. And that's what this is about, isn't it? Yes. Yes, definitely. It's about not giving up your authentic personality. You know, we don't want to live a lie. We don't want to try and fake um, a gender expression that doesn't suit us or um, to identify in a way that doesn't feel right. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've like, I came out first when I was 17. So um, I came out, I was very much rejected for it. I came back to the closet for like four years, then I came out again. And now it's really important for me to just stay authentically who I am. My life has been so much better, you know, um, just finding my people, finding the people who accept me. Um, so I do, I do want people to be able to just be their authentic selves um, without fear. Well, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that you have that opportunity. You know, the internet can be a really horrible thing. I think in many ways it's been terrible for our world. And again, I grew up, you know, in a world before we had the internet. Um, and in in some ways it's enlightened us, but in other ways it it amplified the worst among us. But in these play in in these ways, it also amplifies the best among us. And, and if we try to get rid of the, all the bad energy and realize that um, you know this is a great way to express uh, good feelings and share them with the world, that's that's a wonderful thing. Um, so you're on, you've, you're on Bandcamp. Uh, bandcamp.com is where people can find a lot of your work. You're also, um, I found you on Spotify. You're all over the place. Um, yeah. And so that must <laughs> feel pretty good. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can find the song on all streaming and the music video is on YouTube. Um, and if you'd like to support, then Bandcamp is where you can download the music and like buy, purchase music. Um, and then there's also Etsy, Patreon. Um, so yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to see anyone who listens to the show um, anywhere online and stay in touch because there's a lot of more projects coming up. Great. Well, congratulations on this, and thank you for putting it on. Thank, thank you for you. letting me know about it. Thank I'm, you so I'm, much for having me. Oh, it was my uh, pleasure. It was so nice to talk to you. Thank you. Well, you as well, and thank you. And uh, hopefully, we'll talk again. Please keep me in, yes. informed on your your music and the work you're doing because I think you're brilliant. I will. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You take care. It was so nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Uh, Scally, everyone, uh, from over in the UK. And yeah, see, uh, you know, look, I got this email from her. The uh, I, I saw it early in the morning. She had sent it. I guess it was it's six or seven hours ahead over there. Um, and I woke up to it and I I watched the video and I thought, this is just wonderful. And with um, Pride Month happening and knowing the, all the, 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 
the barriers that have been thrown up over here, what's going on here. I thought it would be good to see what's going on, you know, in other parts of the world. And sadly, this this swing back to um, to less, I, I, I was going to say less tolerant times, but tolerance is even the wrong word to use. Who are we to tolerate other people's being? It's not up to us to tolerate. And I didn't get that for a long time. Tolerance is an interesting word. Uh, I suggest we we switch it out. And instead of tolerance, let's talk about, you know, live and let live. Things like that, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I was thinking a lot as Pride Month is starting of an old friend of mine. And of some of you as well, uh, because Joel Silberman was a regular on this program for a couple of years, a few years. And and even before that, he'd come on sporadically. Joel Silberman was um, just a brilliant man. He's, he was uh, um, a media trainer. He He would train corporate professionals, but more importantly, political figures, candidates, progressives, because he was one of us. In, in dealing with the media and how to speak on camera and how to, you know, how to utter those, those quotable sound bites that could be excerpted from a news video and stand on its own. And, um, uh, you know, and, and Joel was a gay man. And um, he was just one of those really good people. You know, one of those people who... Everybody who knew him loved him. And I bring up Joel today again because I was thinking about him and it is Pride Month and it's been five years since we lost Joel Silverman. And um, lately we've had a visitor in our chat room uh, of another old friend. In fact, I I think I met Spocko and Joel um, right around, not necessarily the same time, but through the same... um, through the same uh, mechanism, as it were. We were on a, a, an email list together, I believe. Um, so hold on one second. Let me, uh, of course, this is not going to work. Um, let me try to bring Spocko in. Hey, Spocko, you there? I'm here. I'm, I'm not an old man either. <laughs> You're not an old man there. There's a sort of a picture of you up on the screen with uh, Joel Silberman and Captain Kirk, Spocko in sort of incognito again. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, so Spocko, th- th- I bring you up in um, at the same time I talk about uh, Joel because you di- do similar work to what Joel did and, and more importantly, you also knew and loved Joel. I do. Uh, not as good as Joel, though. I mean, I, that's the, and also uh, the thing that I loved about Joel uh, is we had some some uh, great conversations. And I think that what's nice about talking about Joel and I was thinking about this last night of like, what did I want to bring up and talk about? And I looked at uh, Scully's video and I thought a big part of what Joel talked about was helping people tell their stories Mm -hmm. and tell them well and figuring out like, what's the best way to, you know, get a message across. And one of the things that, you know, he taught and I taught is to tell a compelling story with real characters in a way that sticks with people and it hits the emotional, the intellectual and because he's a performer, he also like knows you look good and how you look good right. on camera and, uh, you know, the theater. And um, it, this photo that I have up on screen there, Joel, when he was going through his chemo treatments, I was learning some Photoshop. And so I was <laughs> I took the photos of him and I Photoshopped him in various different locations. Uh-huh. And one of them was in a circus where he was, you know, trying to teach clowns how to do things. And I, I did that because uh, Joel and I, we both, um, uh, before he died, I was hoping to go uh, to the, to DC and help work with the progressive caucus in training them and working to help, you know, with messages, which is what he did. That was one of his big things. Yeah. Right. Right. 
And uh, another friend of ours, uh, Anat uh, Shanko Osario, mm-hmm. she also works with progressive caucuses on messages. Right. And a lot of times we talk about, you know, the Democrats have problems with messaging, and et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that Anat said was that part of it is you can tell them, but they don't listen. OK, <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll ignore it. They say, well, hey, yeah, don't go there with Joel. Part of it was, OK, you they have a good message. And Joel would help them say it in a way, in a story, mm-hmm. encapsulate it so that they're like, oh, yeah. And I was watching uh, Elizabeth Warren one time at a town at a town hall. And I love Elizabeth Warren. And she was telling a story about something. I don't remember exactly what it was. It might have been her brothers. It might have been something about teaching. And I remember, remember thinking, wow, this is really good good and uh, i found out later that like well joel worked with her on that specific area of course he did of yes. course and, he did and and so you know and and for this month uh one of the things that uh you you and i've both been you know going through some depression i've been like you know to the point where it's like going i have a hard time opening the door leaving the house yep. and um i was thinking how much i miss just talking to people in person and just, you know, and being funny, you know, it's like I used to do stand-up comedy and with the topics that I talk about, people's like going, Whoa, you're talking about, you know, gun violence. And, you know, it's like Joel and I were talking about how the Hollywood writers community, and it's appropriate for writer strike day. Yes. Um, So I like to pull all the things in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joel was saying how, they had a concerted effort, the you know LGBT community, to work with Hollywood writers and to say we need to make the gay characters so that they're not, you know, the the evil homosexual or the bizarre, you know, transvestite who's also a murderer and that kind of stuff. Right. There was the comedy part of it, but a big part of changing perceptions in the world in Hollywood was to make the gay characters is like, oh, they're just gay. You know, they're weird. They're funny. And Will and Grace had a big part of it. That's right. And so uh, so we were talking about and I was like going, so how do we uh, deal with this in a world where there's so much, um, you know, hate and, you know, disinformation and attacks and, you know, you could say part of it is like, you know, making them real people. Well, I I totally get that. And I totally believe in that. And it's an important part of it. The one thing that you know, a world we live in now and it is is saying, OK, so what do you do when you've got a group of people that is organized, they're well funded and they have an agenda <laughs> that is going about to attack, spread information about, you know, trans people in this. OK. And so this m- might be, uh, you know, interesting. But so what's the story behind it? You know, what's the what's the story? Who are the characters? Who's the bad guys? Who's the good guys? What are the what's the battleground? All right. Mm-hmm. And um, so I had a. Um, and, and I've been fighting. This is uh, you didn't show uh, Scully's the other video, but they had a video with interviews with people talking about how as they, you know, came out and were trans, how they were they were afraid in some cases that they worried about what was going to attack. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought about how people knowing and seeing that the gay people are OK and they're fun or whatever and they're going after drag shows, okay? And so you've got the drag queens coming out and like they're non-threatening or whatever. And what have we heard recently? That the Proud Boys are looking at showing up with guns at drag shows. Oh, my God. Right. So um, there's a part of understanding how to, you know, flip the script, okay, to say, one, you can make fun of them. and But the other part of it, and this is the thing that, you know, you and I have been talking about, which is 
the sense of fear that gets that comes out and that leads to depression whereas the people who are attacking who are you know spreading hate and violence that they feel like there's never any consequences for them right that they how they get this forward so um one of the uh interesting conversations i had recently uh is with uh and i got to think about it is uh uh a, she's a, a she uh they i'm right. sorry I, this is, it's I'm, I'm it's a learning it. process for yes. us Spaco, because we're older and yes. and we're getting it uh you know at least we're getting it and and you know i think people younger people understand that us dinosaurs it, it, it takes a while this is a whole different mindset that mm-hmm. it's okay but there's a learning curve here Right. And so the thing that was interesting was because we were talking, you know, Joel and I talked about, you know, what messages are, you know, work and what, you know, make people real. And the thing about, I think, on the left is the part about, um, I don't want to argue necessarily with people and, you know, drive them down it, you know, for something, you must accept this. And in the beginning of the video of Scaler, there was somebody who said, I don't want to have to educate people who don't want to listen. All right. Which I thought that was really, really hard. And what do you do if you've got somebody in your family who is spreading disinformation, who is actively going out and working against this? And um, that's that's really that's really hard. And uh, so from the point of view, like from the meta point of view, it's kind of like, well, is there a narrative that we can, you know, develop some stories that we can develop where you did, you hear a story of someone who was educated, who did change their view, who did stop attacking. That'd be a great story to hear. Definitely. Definitely. Um, And if we don't have that story, there's another story that I'd like to hear, which is for people who are threatening and who have the opportunity and you find out that they know that they're threatening people with violence. They're actively saying that they're doing it and you're saying, OK, so those people, they've had an opportunity. They've been educated. You tell them that it's wrong. They know it's wrong and do it anyway. So maybe those people, sh- there should be some consequences for those yeah. people. You know, yeah. So it's always about giving them the opportunity and saying, "Yes, we want you to change," and you say, "The hell with you!" All right. <laughs> Wait. Okay, Spaka. Let me let me interrupt for a second because we know you can go on. Um, David walked in. You have not yet met my husband, David. David Spaco. Spaco. David. What's shaking, Spaco? Um, I wanted to just say uh, there is a narrative that counters that uh, uh, violent. Um, image that people are trying to convey to people at drag shows and things like that. It's called the John Brown Gun Club. And they are people who are actually left-wing progressives who are showing up to protect the people at drag shows, etc. And they are every bit as armed as the people yeah. that are confronting the performers. Now, I'm not one that's going to advocate violence, but at a certain point, fire has to be fought with fire. And I don't fire mean that literally in terms of firing a gun, but I'm saying just these chicken shit cocksuckers seeing that there are people there that are equally committed to allowing people to, as Nicole put it, live and let live, as they are to stifling that side of the world. That's interesting. Well, first of all, I like to say that fire should be fought with water. Yes. And uh, that's an important thing. Or a fire extinguisher. Maybe you'd be using triple, triple A. But I do that's get, good. I do get, look, I appreciate that there are people on the left willing to fight fire with fire that are willing to, to stand up and say, you know, pardon my French, but fuck this shit. Well, language is really important. And the thing that I was going to say was Heron Greensmith is the person that I t- uh, talked to. And I'm going to include a, a link to the story that they had, uh, an article they wrote in these times that was specifically talking about how they had um, 
how the language leads to violence, okay, and how that is something that becomes a, um, and just pull this up here, um, there is a, a, a piece they wrote, transphobic violence doesn't happen in a vacuum. <laughs> right. And, and so, it, and they talked about how it leads to it and, you know, the words that it used. And you and I are very much into uh, uh, the free, free speech is important and telling people is important. But I always want to make it clear when it is into things that are not free speech that are not protected, the mm -hmm. violence, the threats of violence. And that I think is a big thing that I need people on the left to understand that not only is it not okay, we need to know that it is appropriate for us to take and have actions against people with the threats of violence. Right. And, um, and I, uh, I was talking about, uh, and I, and I spoke to Heron about these things and my part of it was looking at the ways that Tucker Carlson, Hey, by the way, he's been fired. Yes. Um, <laughs> good news. Uh, and how people like him and Matt Walsh have been pushing a narrative about the people in the trans community and violence. And they are people who could have a defamation lawsuit against them. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that uh, uh, we talked about. Um, Heron is also a, a professor. And I wanted to talk about the successful cases where it's not about uh, just, oh, he just, they don't like them. They're actively spreading disinformation about puberty blockers. Okay? Right. Well, they are actively, they are actively spreading yeah. disinformation about everything. That's their MO. That's what they do. They lie. They lie like that's they what, breathe. That's what Elon is doing right yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so we, there's actions that we can take against that, but it's like going, okay, so let's, let's, let's have a, uh, an action where we actually can say, oh, this person had gotten caught they got it and we will then make it so that they have consequences for it and you know people that talk about oh cancel culture whatever they love to use that phrase because they always feel it's not uh valid to them yeah okay? but you know what let, let me let me break in here for a second so there there's you know you talk about humor and humor is so important i got to share this article um uh, that just came across yesterday or may 31st two days ago you a Monty Python fan? You have to be. Yes. Who was not? Who could not? Okay, so Life of Brian, one of my all-time favorite movies. Are, are you familiar? Oh, yeah. Okay, so Life of Brian. Basically, um, the, the, the Brian is sort of like Jesus. You know, they're, 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 he's elevated, so it, it, it sort of parallels Jesus's life, but it's Brian. Anyway, John Cleese has been planning a stage production of Life of Brian. And I'm just going to read to you from this article because I can't even paraphrase this. In a reading of the latest script, <clears throat> several American actors have advised him to cut the Loretta scene in which a man expresses a desire to be a woman. So John Cleese says to the reporters, so here you have something that's never been a complaint about in 40 years that I've heard of. And now all of a sudden we can't do it because it'll offend people. What is one supposed to make of that? And then he said, contrary to fake news reports, he had no intention of cutting the scene, which involves the people's front of Judea. And and I, I wish I had pulled up this scene. I didn't. David just sent me this article. But um, you have um, Eric Idle, who plays Stan, um, saying that uh, uh, you have Michael Palin saying, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Reg, provided the movement never forgets that it is the inalienable right of every man. And Eric Idle says, or woman, or woman to rid himself or herself or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother or sister or sister. Where was it? So going back and forth like that. And then finally, um, Reg says, why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. And Stan says, women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you to call me Loretta. What? 
It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But anyway, I, I go on. But they want them to cut that scene. What is wrong with us? As a people, I ask the question, what is wrong with us? Um, do they, do they, you know, did you ever watch the movie Some Like It Hot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Do they or want to was the, outlaw was that too? That, yeah. Yeah. So Tony Curtis and uh, who was the other one? Jack Lemon. You, you can't. They're dressing as women. So should we cut that scene from the movie? I mean, what? I don't understand these people. Why are what are they so threatened by? Um, I do not know. And I do think that there is uh, a part of this, which is the uh, desire to get to the people who are the libs, you know, like to own the libs yeah. to, to, well. to, to, to that, that part. And this article that uh, in these times talks about how the um, they have to be the hero and they're looking about ways that they were protecting the children and so that they're centering it them about themselves and about children instead of I don't like this. And so I can't just come out and show my bias, my racist, whatever. So I'm going to find somebody who I can be the defender of. So, you know, that that desire to be uh, the narcissism that's like it's about me and I'm but I can't come out and say it's about me and my own weirdnesses and feelings. OK, right. Yeah. And, and by the way, Monty Python, I've been, uh, I've been showing my, uh, my father-in-law, uh, old episodes of faulty towers. Oh, best. Uh, the best. Which so good. It's is very funny. And, um, I understood that John Cleese is going to remake faulty towers where he has retired and moved to like South America someplace and he's running a small hotel there. And, uh, it is <laughs> when we watch it now, of course, as they say, you know, politically correct, it was always politically correct, politically incorrect, incorrect. during the time. I mean, he of had like course. Hit, hit, well, because John Cleese's character was just horrible. He was yes, just an yes. awful excuse for a human being. Yes, yes. But it was funny. And um, that was uh, somebody put an article the other day about how uh, Elon Musk wants to be funny and he's not. Right. And yeah. And he's one of those, you know, rich people who like oh, people around him laugh. Oh, that's hilarious, boss. You're just cracking me up. And they're rolling their eyes. You know, I had that experience working with the high tech people. It's like they didn't have a sense of humor or they had one, but it was punching down and kind mm -hmm. of mean, you know, mm -hmm. or just like that. And so when I was training them, like what I hired some of my professional comedian friends and we, like, we wrote actual jokes, which was good. But then we had to teach him how to tell them you know, <laughs> because, because they, you know, they didn't know it. And, and I, I, I trained a, a NASCAR driver one time and I, you know, he needed to do, because when he would tell jokes that come out as mean. And so I wrote a bunch, I worked with a bunch of jokes with them. And then I taught him how to tell them, not just give them, tell them. And he says, well, I don't want to be somebody's clown. I want to be a joke. I said, okay, I'm just, I'm just making them available for you. Like a week later, I get a call back from the guy who hired me. He says, this is great. He loves this. He's using it all the time, you know? And he didn't come across as angry. He didn't come across as upset and putting people down because we wrote the jokes where it was kind of making fun of this himself or the situation, not, you know, hidden anger slash humor. Right. And that's what we see on the right a lot of the time. They, you know, and they'll, 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 they'll get across their, um, their anger humor by saying, you know, oh, I was just joking. And, um, and I, well, I then, then the answer to oh. that is what I used to say to my kid. A joke is supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. Actual laughter would have occurred. That's right. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's you're not. It's not a joke. If it's not funny, it's got to be funny. Uh, it's it's yeah. their dodge to get away from saying horrible things because right. they know that we will allow certain horrible things to happen sometimes because there is occasional humor in saying horrible things. Yes. As long as you know, you know, as long as it's said with a wink and a nod. But mm -hmm. when, when Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis say it, it's not funny. It's cruel and it's mm -hmm. mean and it's ugly. And right. yeah, and that's the difference. So, you know, 
I've found, and, and look, do as I say, not as I do. The best way to get at these people is just to laugh at them, just to show that what they're saying is so absurd and that it, that it, it just, it, 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 it spurs laughter rather than ire. I get angry. I get pissed. Can you tell? It's the Scorpio in me. But, um, you know, when I think about it, a smarter response would be not to fly off the handle and get angry. It's just to laugh. And say you're so, you're such an idiot. It's ridiculous. All right, I I got nothing. I got nothing to say to you because if that's how you think, you're you're worthy of nothing more than to be laughed at, mm-hmm. because that's the best put down. Yeah, and, and and my my thing about like I have when I was get angry and I was get you know my thing was to take some action. Okay, just like going. Oh, you think that's funny? It's like well, I will take away all of your money. You know, I was like, you know, that you <laughs> no, love so much. Too, right? Okay. <laughs> and then that was like, oh, I, I didn't mean to do it. Oh, you, you didn't mean to say these things. I thought you did. You said you did. And so all of your sponsors have left. And uh, I was just telling the, the story the other day how I trained a group, an ecumenical religious group called Hate Hurts America. To, they went to uh, the advertisers of Michael Savage. Remember him? Oh, I do. Yes. And Savage, um, Michael Weiner was his real Michael name, Wiener. by the way. Weiner, yes, Weiner. And and uh, and so they followed all of the rules that I taught you know, when I was, you know, going after KSFO, and you know, dozens of advertisers left. And so Weiner, he sued them, and he sued specifically Care, which was one of the ecumenical groups in there. Uh, it, it, Care, um, uh, Council of Arab. Iranian relations is, is Islamic Islamic relations. relations. Right. I remember I used to interview them all the time. Yeah. Right. And I also, he also went after them for, for some kind of Rico thing. Well, because they followed everything that it did and they were defended by the EFF, just like I was, the case was thrown out and it helped establish the whole work about using their own audio clips against them where they can't sue us for using the audio clips because mm-hmm. we met fair use. And he lost that. We know because he said it. He lost at least one million dollars. And so when he was on the other day, blowvating about something like that, I was like going, yeah, we totally destroyed this guy where he couldn't pretend to be the free speech warrior. We said, hey, you can say what you want, but you don't have to get rich doing it. And it's like, I want to feel that satisfaction. People need to know, hey. We won. You lost. You caught it cost you millions of dollars. So screw you with what you said. Now he's not going to change it, but he might pull back because he knows it costs money. So that was just I celebrate our victories. You know, Biden, the the debt stealing didn't destroy the world, and we just pass it on. It's like going, hey, that's a victory. But those jerks tried to destroy the entire global economy. Ah, but hey, let's celebrate now because we won. And that's, I want to have a go away in a, in a positive thing because I've been really depressed this last couple of weeks. So uh, I, I hear you. And, and you know, I, I wish we could go out and enjoy some pride parades and drag shows and have fun, except right now the climate is such that crazy people who are, I don't know, think that by us having fun, it will hurt their children or I, 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 I can't I don't grok it. But um, so so we need to make spaces safe again. And I guess it's going to be a while before we can do that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with this. It's the weekend. Have fun, everybody. And go to a pride celebration if you can, except um I don't know, wear a bulletproof vest or something because I don't trust the crazies out there. We are living in dangerous times. And I, I, I wanted this to be a positive show. I just, I guess this is my, 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 my state of mind these days. Um, uh, I don't trust the people who are wandering around the world today to, um, uh, to make smart decisions. I, I, I should have just stopped about 30 seconds ago, because, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, when I the know mu- when the music ended, I should have said, that's it. We're out of time. I got to go. Um, yeah. 
uh, uh, happy Pride Month, everybody. And don't let the bastards get you down, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But be diligent and, and um, you know, be aware of your surroundings because there are horrible people out there, too. We've won before. We won- will win again. And it is really important to remember that we're in a place that we have changed the narrative and the people who are trying to change it back are wrong. They're the wrong side of history and they are going to be defeated yet again. Uh, From your words to the universe, um, from your mouth to need a starship for god there is no uh, okay (laughs) but i'm gonna get myself in trouble i need to just shut up it's the weekend spocko as always thank you find spocko by the way writing a digby's blog digbysblog.net and that's you can find more about spocko at spockosbrain.com all right everybody thanks nice weekend you too Thanks, Spocko. Thanks uh, to you all for listening. And sorry for my last uh, blah, vomitatious ramblings. Um, I need a weekend. So I'm going to go have one. Um, Happy Pride Month. And be proud. Seriously. And Republicans can go suck it. A big one. All right. Whatever, Whatever their mode of preference is. All right. It's the weekend. Bye.